Thanks, babe. You got it. I'm not even touching that one. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, as Pastor Kim was saying, it's she's not saying don't have a Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's not what she's saying. She's just saying just be cautious on those. It's easy to have opportunity to get offended. But how many knows you really don't need social media to get offended? <laughs> just, just breathe. <laughs> you can go out in public sometimes, and you're like... All right. Well, and it's so good to have you with us today at TLC. We've been talking about glowing in the dark. Um, on your way out, if you didn't get one of these, you're a guest today. You can get a uh, glow in the dark wristband. These are free. You don't even, you know. But anyway, uh, it just says live life on purpose, true life church. And they actually, they glow very well. But uh, we've been talking about fruit of the spirit. And when we're finished with all of that, we're going to talk about gifts of the spirit but I believe we're in a, in a country and in a society and in a world that needs people that glow in the dark. It needs people to go, you know what? This is what God says. I'm going to try that because this is, seems to work. How many knows God's plan always works? I'm so excited that you're here. There's some guests here today. I'm so glad to have you. We're going to do baptism over that way. Uh, the water is warm. It's been uh, heating since Thursday. So, um, and you come out of that water, you will glow in the dark. We've got special things. No, we don't. We're just glad to have you with us. It's a great thing to do water baptism. We've talked about, I, I laid foundation at the beginning of this series, just giving us some basis on what we'd be talking about. Then the first week we talked about love, and then this is week three. We're going we're gonna to cover a couple fruit this week. We're going to cover joy and peace. And so we're going to look at those. And so if we were being believers and and we want to walk in the way that jesus wants us to walk without being churchy i i, I hate that and we've kind of church is kind of given uh or christians or church or both of us or all of us or whatever have given each other a bad name so if we want to talk about the gospel or you want to talk about jesus you you know it's amazing what we are not allowed to do as believers but anybody that's not a believer can do but, you know, we, we tolerate this and we tolerate that or we can't do this or we can't be that. And we've made, oh, don't judge me. Don't do this. Don't do And it gets to where you're almost afraid to say anything. But I think if we can understand at least a little bit that if we were going to be believers, it is about not as much as what we say, but how we live. What we do and the way that we do it. And we might use words. These fruit that we've talked about the the fruit that we've talked about love already and so if you missed it you can go online it's free you can download that uh and see it or hear it and however that works uh so we want to say hi to our online group that's there we're, we're glad you're with us today we're talking about peace and joy so as we're looking at that fruit this is kind of the christian tackle box if we were going to be fishing for men so to speak or mankind or trying to say you know what god there's there's a better way god doesn't want anybody to go to hell for god so loved the world that's the most memorized scripture of the whole bible everybody will know that one you know that he gave his only begotten son whoever believes in him john 3 16 everybody knows that you see it at every big sporting event john 3 16 we all know that so how do we do that though how do we tell other people about jesus so if that's the tackle box we do this by the fruit if we're a believer how we live how we experience in ourselves joy and peace and then that from ourselves overflows and people go 
I, what, I, I got to have whatever you got because I'm going through the same thing you're going through, but somehow it's not affecting you the way it's affecting me. So today we're going to look at joy and peace. Galatians 5, and 23 is our main scripture. But the Holy Spirit produces. Who produces? The Holy Spirit. Now, we already talked in week one, the Holy Spirit is God. So this is God. He is producing these fruit for the people that love him. All right? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's no law against these things. So love, joy, and peace, the three that we've talked about so far, we're already talking about peace and joy today. These are the three amigos of the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, if I could give you the amigo salute, but I probably won't. But it could. These guys go together, man. These are, these are great guys. These are great fruit. Jesus put them together all the time. When he was telling his disciples, I got to go away, and he's telling them his goodbyes, and he's using this. Let's look at the scripture real quick. John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. John 15, 9 and 10, I've loved you even as the fathers loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. John 15, 11, I've told you these things so that you'll be filled with my joy, and yes, your joy will overflow. So to make it even more clear, I mean, those are, this is Jesus just using these things. Paul loved them as well. Romans 14, 7, 17, 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living the life of goodness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's amazing when we let God be God inside of us, that fruit just starts developing. And these fruits that we're talking about are evident in our life. Have you ever found yourself where you were kind of hard-hearted before and then you've just been, you know, you got saved and, and sometimes we start changing. We don't even know it. I mean, we, you know, you see something. I'll just give you an example on both sides of the spectrum. Kim and I, you know, we, how many have ever watched a movie that you watched years ago and you love the movie and you watch it now and you're like, yikes. Ever do that? It doesn't mean everything in the movie is bad, but it's almost like, what did I think was so great about this? Or I don't even understand this now. Oh, my goodness. It's because you have grown. You have cultivated fruit that now counterdicts and just is rubbing you a little bit the opposite way. On the other side of the spectrum, you can stuff that you were all harsh about. You know, I don't care about anybody. I don't care about anybody. I just want what's for me. Rah, 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 rah. You get saved and all of a sudden you start caring about people. Some of us don't like other people to know we care about people. But it just kind of happens. It's, it's the inside God changing us. Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul talks about joy 21 times. He talks about peace. He mentions it 43 times. So these two fruits, it's very clear. They're much more than just feelings. More than just examples. Joy and peace are key signs of the kingdom of God. Just as as important as righteousness. When God reigns, true joy and peace are born. Righteousness is just God's right way of doing things. We are righteous because of what Christ did on the cross. That's how we got into heaven. That's why he is the door. It's the very essence of why we serve God. Because Christ died for you and me. 
These are ingredients of our Christian hope. We're filled with joy and peace. When we accept Christ, we've got hope. How many have ever been... Well, you don't have to raise your hand. Has your life ever been a mess? And you've thought, God, if you get me out of this, just get me out of this and I'll I'll go to church or I'll do this. We've all probably done those kind of prayers. And sure enough, somehow he helps you get out of that. I have disappointed my Heavenly Father, I'm sure, on many occasions where I didn't keep my side of the bargain, so to speak. I, oh, okay, I, I will go to church, God. I'm, you know, I, I will. I want to talk about our basic, on these fruits, the basic walk and witness. I believe that is the evidence of, of who we are when we walk the way he wants us to walk. So I want to talk about joy first. What brings you joy? What do you, when you think of something, does it make you happy? I mean, you're, you, it puts a sparkle in your eye, you, a spring in your step, your heart skips a beat. Now, I'm not just talking about your spouse. My spouse does that. I've been married 34 years in June, and, and she still makes my heart skip a beat. I get it. She can look at me across the room and wink, and I'll be like, <laughs> So... But I mean, something, what makes us, you know, just all of a sudden be like, yes, you know, about even church. And sometimes we don't understand. We're almost afraid to act like how we really want to act in church because, after all, what will people think? I'm not saying being undignified or being nuts. I'm just saying just being real. Sometimes just, you know, just like Kim was saying, you know, we don't even want to, oh, I don't want anybody to see me crying. I don't want anybody to see me happy. I don't, I mean, how do you want them to see you? I want them to see me miserable and down. No, you don't. I mean, if we were really honest, if we, if we came and did what God told us to do, and we'd come and repent, and we'd get what we came for, and we'd leave different than we came, wouldn't it be something to say when people said, how did you get rid of that? And you could say, let me tell you, how many remember Pilgrim's Progress? Remember that? That's all. If, look at, go watch that. It's, it's a corny movie, but the, the biblical implication is incredible. It's about carrying a load that's not yours to carry and doing all of this and, and, and trying to please people all along the way just to get to the celestial city and all of the things that go on with that. It's amazing what we put ourselves through when it's really it's just simple. What makes you happy? What's bigger than you? Hopefully something makes you happy is bigger than somebody going scarlet and gray, O-H-I-O, or an NFL football team. I like football, but I mean, wouldn't it make more sense? I can't spend eternity at the Super Bowl, although my team has been there about six times. No, the Browns have never been there, but they are my second team. But the Steelers have been there, wherever your Steeler fans are. But anyway, back to God. (laughs) All the sports fans are going, oh. Let me give you four thoughts about joy real quickly. Uh, joy is having a family. I, I, 
I believe there's, there's real joy in having a family. Now, just if you're sitting here and you're saying, my family's broken, I'm going to get to you in just a second. But when I'm around my family, when I'm around my kids, when I'm around my sis and, and my nieces and my nephew, when I'm around my mom and my dad and our families are together, we're sharing and we're having fun and we're talking, we're remembering things and we're laughing and it's sometimes to the point where we're almost crying or we are crying or our sides are hurting and you get up the next day and it's not from exercising it's just from laughing so hard we've had so many memories we can talk to each other and our we will immediately start remember the time you know we'll start just laughing and smiling and having so much fun so there's joy in a family just having fun together i love seeing now my i'm about to go this afternoon to see my first grandbaby she turns a year old and she gets to come and i mean i get to go and see her i get to hold her i get to smell that that first year old smell and those little chubby cheeks and they're going to have another baby so i get to announce that publicly now finally that baby's due in december probably around my birthday something about that and then my you know mallory up here you can't hide that bump anymore and she you know that baby's due in september and so I got a grandbaby coming that way. But I mean, it's just amazing. And, and on and on. My niece is going to have a baby. I can't wait to see Jay and Amy's baby. So excited. They, that baby's 10 years, not just in the waiting, just in the believing. God is just amazing. But it's something about family, something about that chemistry, something about family that you don't even have to say anything. You can just come and go, oh, yeah. And we all can go back and remember. There's, a, there's an immediate bond. The Bible talks about the prodigal son who got all of his money and took off and then realized it wasn't as good as it was at father's house. I got to go back. And on his way back, dad was looking for him. And when he came back, there was a big celebration. The one with the lost sheep. They leave the 99 and they go find the one. And when someone gets saved, and there'll be people saved today, that when that happens, all of heaven, God and angels have a party. They rejoice. I mean, it's a big deal. It is a big deal when someone comes to the kingdom of God. We don't even look at that as a miracle, but that is yet probably one of the, if not the biggest miracles of all, because that, that is your destiny. That's your eternity. You might be here today, as I said before, this is, Brett, you don't even know. My family's broken. It's so dysfunctional. I mean, it's just been a mess. If we even get together, we're arguing, we're fighting, and this and that, and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Can I just tell you this? I can't really do much about that, and there's probably things you can't do about it, but what you can do is you can infiltrate that with God in you. Without being judgmental, just be who God wants you to be. The cool thing about God is his name and his family will never end. There is nothing wrong with his family. His family is fully functional. Some, you know, so many times God pulls people out of dysfunction, not in families, but just in life, brings them into a family, and the church becomes their family. Because all the others, they don't want to serve God. They don't want anything to do with them or God and all that. And so they, they find themselves, they need somebody to, to have some fun with and bring their life together with. God's name never dies out. His name will last forever. Here's our second thought on joy. Joy is celebrating with food. How many like to eat? I love the Food Network. I am a foodie. I like to, to eat. But, you know, we celebrate so many things around food, around 
holidays, the big meals, the feasts. And then, you know, in the Old Testament, they had meals, the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of Weeks or the Pentecost, Feast of Tabernacles. So holidays and all of these, they were supposed to enjoy food. They were supposed to enjoy fellowship. And Jesus, you know, wants us to do that. We want to have him as an example. And people will say, well, you don't even understand. I am the only believer in my family, or it's just a couple of us. The rest are or heathens, we've had people that go, oh man, you should, oh boy, it's terrible. You should come to our house, oh boy, they'll throw things. <laughs> Better look out, don't say nothing. You know, hey, would you pray over the food? Grace, let's eat. You know, of course, I don't really mind that. I'd be all right, I'd do that. I, I would pray over that. What I don't like is if you're ready to eat, somebody that wants to get up there and pray over the 10 plagues while the gravy's curdling. Dude, just, let's get to the food, come on. Holidays are wonderful to share, but you can do it if you're the only believer there. You just got to use your mind. You got to use the brains God gave you, and you got to use your heart to follow him and put those two together. Now, I used to manage a fitness center for years, and, and God used me in that fitness center to lead one of my good friends to the Lord who, who then led his, you know, his wife and his kids, and I wasn't the only one doing all that. But I certainly was part of that. And God used me in that. And then uh, I got to pray for so many people. And I got and earned respect because I wasn't taking the Bible and judging and jamming it down their throat. So this is what would happen. I mean, the spa would close on a Saturday at 6. And they said, hey, Gleese, a bunch of us guys are going over to the, you know, we're going to go get some brewskis. For those that don't know what brewskis are. That's beer. And we're going to bring it back over, and when the spa closes, we're all going to sit around the whirlpool, and we're just going to sit around and talk. You get a bunch of dudes drinking beer after a long time sitting around a whirlpool, the talk's probably not going to be like, well, so what do you think about the weather? So they'd say, hey, do you want to join? And so this is what I did. I went to God and said, God, what do you want me to do? Number one, it was in the environment that it was at the spa. So I could stay right there. And he said, now, you might be shocked. Go ahead. Now, I could join. But he said, just be short. I said, all right. So I said, so how long? So this is what the Lord told me. He, I, he said, stay 20 minutes. I said, cool. So they went and got their beer. I went and got a Mountain Dew. And, and so if you're wondering, does Brett drink? Brett does not drink. I, I don't drink anything. Oh, I I drink Mountain Dew, but I don't even really drink that anymore. Um, and I love Mountain Dew. I just, I'm not against drinking Mountain Dew. I just, because it, it gave me Mountain Belly. And so <laughs> I'm trying to cut back on the sugar, you know. So that's, that's the only thing. Uh, so, you know, people are like, well, you know, the Bible says, and we got people that are getting all upset about all kinds of things, and is you shouldn't drink, it's against God to drink. You know, the Bible, and I've got people that are going to watch online, I don't need any hate mail, but the Bible doesn't say you can't drink, it says don't drink to excess. So you just need to know, this is a personal conviction of mine. I don't drink because I don't like what it represents. In this society, I don't like what goes with it, and what is uh, labeled with it. And I don't want anybody to fall because of that. So I even have issues for myself because I get concerned being in the position I'm in. That if I'm going, you know, I like, again, I told you I was a foodie. And sometimes there'll be uh, 
you know, they'll say you, should, you could use red wine. There's nothing wrong with using wine in your because the alcohol cooks out and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But I don't want to, I'm like, I can go to Myers. Uh, I got two kids that work at Myers and Austin. Here's, there's a Myers man right there. I see him. And, uh, but, you know, I'll be, even if I get non alcoholic grape juice, I'll be like, boy, that, that grape juice is real non alcoholic. It looks pretty good. Just because I'm concerned, you know, and part of that, that's just my own issue. I shouldn't be concerned if I just wanted to put some in my food and the alcohol cooks out. Does that make sense? That's my own little gig there that I'm working my way through. But I got people that are all bent out of shape about whatever. My own personal conviction is I won't open the door to the enemy on anything. Because here's my, here's my deal. So I'm just being as real. Can I be real? Here's the deal. When I counsel people, and I do counsel people, people that that understand that but they've opened the door to that when life happens hard and how many knows life happens hard on the just and the unjust there's crap that happens if that door's open a lot of times people will kick it wide open and swing it just because the door's open because that's an avenue i won't do that because i won't open the door does that make sense that's my own personal conviction because to me it's more important that i stay where god wants me to stay then see how close I can get. That's my own personal conviction. So now you know where I'm at. All right? So those of you that love me online, hope you still do. All right. So uh, let, me, let me move on. What I would do then is I would, I would drink my Mountain Dew. And really in about 20 minutes, the conversation starts going, you know, because guys only have a couple things on their mind. See, and the women back there, yes! You tell them! You hear him? He's talking about you. <laughs> I love that when he talks. Anyway, we, you know, and so the conversation takes a normal, you know, and so I'm just in 20 minutes. I say, hey, guys, I got to go. Lord bless you. I'm out. I'm sure they had me for lunch. I'm sure they had me for dinner. They probably got up and said, can you believe that guy? But I'm telling you, something inside, come on, something inside was making me glow in the dark. Something inside where they didn't have, but I was still able to connect with them. That when something happened to them, they didn't go somewhere else. They came to me and said, dude, dude, I know if you talk to God, he'll hear you. Can you please pray? This is what's going on in my life. Glow in the dark. You can do it. Number three, joy is having faith. There are times at TLC when we get together, and it's just fun because we're all on the same course. We're on the, how many have been to one of our harvest parties? Love those things. Christmas Eve service, probably one of my favorite services all year. Love that. And those four guys that get up and do whatever they do, you know, the quartet, they'll be back. Just a little sneak teaser. You don't want to miss Mother's Day. That's next week. But anyway, uh, you know, it's just fun. And we all are heading in the same direction. There's just that presence of God. There's that wonderful joy of just being together. How many, if you can relate to this, sometimes we'll sing songs and you're like, oh, I love this song. I love it when Mallory does this song. Oh, and then we're like, oh, and you can tell when some people like it. Some people do that Holy Ghost hop thing. And some people just be like, oh, you know, but it's just all. How many, how many songs will take you back? You, from whatever era you grew up, you can hear one song and be like, you're transported back to somewhere. How many are in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s? That's kind of my era. 80s was my wife's. 
you know, she's good at it. She can hear, a, I'll tell you that song in one note, you know. She knows songs. But the songs will just take us like, boom, it'll bring things back. Songs from those movie songs. If I started going, bum, 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 you'd all be, absolutely, yo, Adrian. Y'all know that's Rocky, and you can, you know, somewhere, you know, all of the, some stuff in our life is just the way it is. You, you can almost go back in time. It's wonderful to have faith together, to live life together. Check out one of those life groups. Here's number four of joy, knowing your future. How many guys love the outdoors? I was an Eagle Scout, loved the outdoors. How many girls love the outdoors as long as there's an outlet mall with it? <laughs> Shopping. Yes, I mean, it's just, it's, it's wonderful to know your future. So the, the reason I'm asking about outdoors, because the Bible says if we have faith in Jesus Christ, there is a time he's coming back to get us. It's called the rapture, and we'll be out of here. And if you love this earth, we will have a new heaven and a new earth. This is going to be even better than this one. You know, we've kind of made a mess of this one now, but there's still some great things in America. Please don't get me wrong. But boy, it's going to be wonderful. So there is joy in knowing that our future is already taken care of. That's the Christian life. If we are supposed to have joy and know that we've given our heart to Christ and he's coming back for us, why do we walk around so miserable? Who would want what we have? We've got a world that's looking for answers. That's what people want. They just want answers. How are we going to give them answers? Nobody wants what you have if you walk around all day looking like you've been eating oatmeal through a gas pipe. I just want to tell you about the goodness of God. If you're always down, you're always sad, you're always this, you're always that, nobody wants that. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So let's take the joy and start putting it to use. Maybe we just forget. Maybe we forget how good God has been and we, we don't remember how good he's got us out of these situations or how good he's been and he just blessed us. Did you know self-pity is the enemy of joy? A lot of us just like to go to pity parties, our own. And sometimes that's not good. Well, really, I don't know of any time that's good. But God commands us to be joyful. Philippians 4.4 4 says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say again, rejoice. So let's move to peace so we can finish this whole thing up. In this world, it moves fast. Peace is kind of tough to find sometimes. It's a hustle and bustle, noisy world. The Old Testament, the word peace is shalom. Definition is freedom from fear and want, all around contentment with God, others, and creation. Wouldn't it be great to have contentment with others? Peace is God's promise when love, joy, peace all have a group hug. Heaven and earth are in harmony. Peace is a greeting that Jesus used all the time. Paul used it. You, you, when I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah. If you've seen any kind of Bible movie, you'll get it. Peace be with you. That's just one of those, peace be with you. That's, that sounds even biblical. Peace be with you. You know, today we might be like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> but this, peace be with you. It's, it's, it's a great greeting. Paul used that a lot. So what about peace? Peace that God made, peace that God gives. Peace comes in three different ways. We're going to talk about all three of them very quickly. Our first two is peace with God. The second is peace of God. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, 
Christ has brought us into this place an undeserved privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So we put our trust in Christ who died for our sins, then we know that we're in right standing. In other words, we know our destiny, our eternal, it's settled. We're going to be in, we're going to be with Christ. That's peace. I have a son that's already in heaven. I will get to see him again. There's peace in that. My father-in-law, four months ago or so, is with Jesus. I will see him again. There's peace in that. My grandmother is with Jesus. There's peace in that. I like the fact that I might say so long for right now, but it's not goodbye. I will see you again. There's peace in that. So we put our peace with Jesus. Peace with God means peace of heart and conscience, not guilt or fear. Fear doesn't dominate our thinking. We're not concerned about our eternal destiny. We don't live in fear of judgment of the last day. And again, my wife said, we're not perfect, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, all our sins are washed away. We continually carry that, and we go to God and say, would you forgive me for this? Because how many knows you, you probably do things wrong every day? I do. I don't want to. You know, some days I think are better than others. But thank God for Christ. I don't have to live in fear. That's God's grace. We have to have peace with God through faith. The Spirit of God is at work in our lives, and he pours out his new life in us, and that is the fruit we've been talking about that starts cultivating, starts bearing itself. We start seeing different things. <clears throat> How many are works in progress besides me? Whew, man. There's times that, you know, and I... In this last, and I'll just be really honest, in this last month or so, I have, you know, we've been working on getting the, the kids' town rearranged and different things happening and, and uh, you know, been pouring into uh, 180 and trying to get some things figured out in there, plus the, the church here and all that we're doing and planning ahead and how we're doing what we're doing and the events and all of that stuff. And, and sometimes it, it is a little daunting. It sometimes can get overwhelming, plus the other things that go on with just being alive uh, and, and all those kind of things. And uh, so I've been probably more edgy than normal and, uh, you know, maybe a little more raw or quick. Uh, you know, and, I'm, you know, my, my wife, when she met me, she said, man, you, you were a redneck. I don't really know what a definition of a redneck is. <laughs> like some of you are back there just laughing. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I've probably gotten a, a lot of fights growing up and, and that kind of stuff. And, and sometimes I would probably fight at the drop of a hat. And, you know, God had to change that. And then, you know, I've been involved in karate and I've got uh, higher belts and three different things and so fighting was part of who I was, and I, I liked it. So anyway, I, I, I said all that just to say there have been times even in, in our lives when we're arguing. You and your spouse ever argue? At least some of you, you know, some of you, no, we never say a crossword to each other. Never. We live on love for years. Lying is your problem then. Okay. So... Well, and there was times, you know, we sometimes don't you have to just go somewhere so that you can talk loud? <laughs> so 
One time years ago, Kim and I, we went in the car to talk loud. And I, I'm going to tell you because I, I didn't say this in the first service, but the Lord brings it to me now. But he, we were talking loud, and I was convinced I was right. Most men are. But most men know we're never right, are we? <laughs> and all the women said, <laughs> you have no clue, boy. But anyway, I was convinced I was right and she was wrong. And we were, the more we talked the louder we talked. And then I heard the Lord inside, just as clear as I'm talking to you, not audibly, but heard him say, you need to stop. You need to tell her she's right because she is and you're not. In essence, that's what he said. And I remember it, I was so ready, man. I had a line just waiting. She was, you know, she's pretty, but I was going to lay it out man and so I'm ready and man the Lord said that to me and I don't know I just said you're right you're right I'm wrong and she went what <laughs> and I was, when I snap my fingers you will awake <laughs> she said what and I said you're you're right I'm wrong and what I found and I, I gotta say I gotta practice that more so I'm telling you from my heart what I found is is immediately when I did that the fire just started going out the Bible says you know if you don't put wood on it it goes out so I, I just put the fire out. And within just a couple moments, we went from talking like, you never said anything anywhere. I would tell you. Let me tell you whatever. You're right. I'm, you know, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't You just, it is amazing when we start listening and cultivating fruit. God will give you opportunities for that stuff. You might be saying, Brett, I am not even good at it. I, matter of fact, I stink at it. Hey, I got a t-shirt on that. But he'll give you opportunities to make that happen. All right, so um, <laughs> the peace with God. So peace is no guilt and fear. Fear not dominating our thinking. Peace with God. Here's the second one, peace of God. So it's a peace in our mind, free of worry, anxiety, and panic. Jesus says, don't worry about but trusting the Lord. Trust the Father. That's in Matthew. I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to eat, wear, drink. God takes care of me. I just have to do what he says. I just have to be obedient. I just have to trust him. My kids, when we go into a drive-thru, they don't ever worry if I'm saying, hey, what do you want? I'm buying. They don't have to go, oh, do I have to, can I get fries? If I said I'm buying I'm telling you, my boys would be like, I'll take me the double baconator and biggie size that and large that. Can I get some milk? Because they just have to trust. I know dad's got this. Philippians 4, 7, then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This peace is an act of will. We must choose not to worry, but to trust God. Everybody say choose. Peace like that is a great witness during stress times. If you can choose peace, 
And when everybody else is freaking out, but you can say, listen, just come on, come on, everybody settle down. Let's just not do that. They'll be like, what? Because you're choosing peace. Cultivating the fruit of the Spirit is not about polishing your halo so that you can look good in front of other people. It's what the world needs because they have enough of the fake stuff already. I want what people to see what you have and want that. Here's the third thing, and we'll finish this up. It's the peace God calls for. In other words, he wants us to live this way. He wants us to live out loud. He wants us to live life on purpose. He wants us to, to be at peace with others, to work for peace among Christians. Listen, we have a society now where everything is weird. I just found out, you know, in, in certain stores, you go in there, and now guys or girls can go in the restroom. Doesn't matter. That's weird. Matter of fact, that's wrong. So I, I'm just like, I, she had to go to the restroom. I'm guarding the door. Any dudes going in the restroom, <laughs> he's going through me because I'm not going to let him in. I like my wife's in there going to the bathroom. <laughs> You're going to wait. Thank the Lord. I had peace because nobody tried to come in. <laughs> Whole time I'm in there, make her hurry, Lord. Just make her hurry. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we live in a society where people say, you know what? God made me this way. I'm this way. I'm that way. You know. There's a man and a woman. That's it. That's your choice. <laughs> That's the way the Bible says. That's it. The other, I'm sorry, is wrong. We're going to love you anyway. That's, this is how we cultivate fruit. We're going to accept people. I don't approve of their choice, but we're going to accept them because we love them. Does that make sense? I hope that's not hurting. Well, I don't want it to hurt your feelings, but I'm just saying that's the truth. God made marriage between a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And not between two ladies. I didn't know. I wasn't going to talk about that. But, um, but anyway, um, we need to let the word be the plumb line. Let God, by the word, snap the plumb line. And let's follow God. And let's love people. Let's not get on social media and just bash President Trump. You know, some of the people voted for him and just bash him and bash him. Do you know that God puts people like that in positions? Why don't we pray for him instead of bash him? I wouldn't want to be president. I mean, that, you talk about pressure. I mean, I, I'm just saying, let's pray for those in authority and in leadership. I mean, remember when we voted, you know, when, if you voted? Remember the other candidates. And remember all of the things they stood for. There's a whole lot of stuff. Let's just believe in America the freedom to choose and then pray for the ones that got elected. Whether you like them or not, you still need to pray for them. And if you changed, well, I liked him, but now I don't, still pray for him. Still believe that God can change hearts. God can influence people. He can give them peace and joy and everything that we need. Well, I just made this a real funny to a solemn service, <laughs> so I, I apologize for trying to bring it down. I uh, wasn't doing that on purpose, but 
sometimes with the way stuff is, people just, they want to know, like, well, where does, where does your church stand? Well, you, I made that pretty clear. We, we love everybody. We do. I don't agree with everybody's choice. Um, and my choice is always going to be the word. That's my choice. You don't have to choose that. That's your choice. But um, that's where we stand. We love you guys. We're going to get ready for baptism in just a second, but let's pray. Let's ask God just to put some things in our heart that we need. Bow your heads, close your eyes, please.